When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast, February 28th edition. We are here to talk SmackDown Live. I will be joined shortly by the award-winning Jeff Hawkins. Not just Jeff Hawkins. He is the award-winning Jeff Hawkins. Uh, We had SmackDown tonight going up against some stiff competition here in the States, a Donald Trump speech. Uh, I thought it was a fairly good show. We'll jump into it with Jeff here in a minute. Uh, If you guys have not been to Fightful.com, go check it out now. We cover your MMA, your pro wrestling, your boxing. This weekend, we have uh, lead boxing writer Carlos Toro at the Barclays Center covering boxing. This weekend, we're covering UFC 209, a big show. If you all didn't see the article I did earlier uh, titled, I think it was, UFC 209 is a great show that nobody knows about, go check that out. Maybe it'll get you a little interested in it. Of course, we're doing podcasts all week. UFC fighter Elias Theodoro, UFC Hall of Famer Frank Trigg. Lots of cool names bringing you podcasts on that side of things. And of course, on the pro wrestling side, we got podcasts with Matt Riddle, Jeff Hawkins, Jimmy Van on Wednesday. Yesterday, we had Alex Palowski covering Raw, one that I I didn't think too much of. But uh, we got our live coverage of WWE Fastlane this weekend as well. We're coming at you with a live post-show podcast of that as well. Also, right after that UFC 209 show. So come hang out, watch the pay-per-view, talk with us on these discuss forums. We're going to be undergoing some visual changes over at Fightful.com very soon. We're hoping to bring back those forums. We are rebuilding them. But yeah, uh, also remember, subscribe to us. YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, leave us a positive review on... uh, Stitcher and iTunes, that stuff really, really helps us out. Also, check out our feature section, our photos, our videos. There's not a lot that Fightful.com can't give you. And if you ask for it, we're probably going to give it to you anyway. So about Raw last night, I had a couple of people. (laughs) I have actually people reacting to some of my criticisms of the show now. I don't think I'll bust out the glasses for this episode, you guys. Somebody asked how long I've been playing guitar. That is a Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitar. I can't play guitar. I can play a minimal amount of bass guitar. So somebody said to me, well, you talked about all the things you liked about Raw, but you said you hated it. I had two people bring that up. You said you liked all these things. Well, we're allowed to like things on a terrible show. Just because we say a show is terrible, even one of the worst Raws of all time, in my opinion, doesn't mean it's unanimously bad. Had somebody say, you all said you liked the finish of the women's match. No, Alex said he liked the finish of the women's match. I thought the women's match was pretty terrible uh, beginning to end. From a technical standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, lots of it. By the way, guys, I am here with Jimmy Van tomorrow. If you all wanted to ever take a peek behind the curtain of Fightful.com, that's a nice way to do it. We'll talk business. We'll talk about... about how Fightful runs, that type of stuff, as well as answering any questions you all have. Jimmy Van always has a list of stuff that he likes to go through and talk about. 
So that's a fun time as well. Uh, I don't think we're doing a show with Shane Helms this week. He is in Orlando taping TNA. But next week, needless to say, we got some stuff to talk about with Shane Helms. Hardy's leaving, Drew Galloway leaving. Uh, Alex and I cover that on last night's show as well. Make sure you register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free. No credit card required to get early access to that Shane Helms show and that Matt Riddle show. Last week's episode with uh, Shane Helms covers his feud with The Rock, A Good Time. He tells a unique story about how The Rock would avoid having to do pre-tapes. So moving on to SmackDown. We start off backstage. You get Daniel Bryan and uh, Shane McMahon back there hanging out, discussing things. AJ Styles shows up, and and he's pretty convinced that he won that that Battle Royal, which I would have liked it a little bit more if Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan said, you didn't win that damn Battle Royal. Everybody saw your feet hit first. You lucked out by getting this opportunity. I wish they wouldn't have insulted the our, our intelligence in that manner. You know what I mean? We get a very clear view that shows Luke Harper hitting well after, well after AJ Styles. And mm, I think you can't avoid that. You got to take it head on. Just be like, the ref screwed up. We had to make a call in the heat of the moment. You really benefited from it. Somebody asked, is Jeff here? Did I miss something? Jeff will be here. He's having some technical issues. He'll be here shortly. We also have this Miz TV segment. Now, there was a lot good and bad about this, in my opinion. Miz cuts a hell of a promo on John Cena. and It is very similar to the type of promos we've seen from Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, but it's honest. It's true. He didn't really say a whole lot that wasn't true. He brought up about how he had his opportunity to face John Cena at WrestleMania, won, and then John Cena immediately yanked the rug out from under him. Miz says that Cena is now a parody of his old self, which was a joke to begin with. Then says that he's turned into barely decent Cena instead of Super Cena, and that Cena has manipulated his way into 16 championships, and that he took Ric Flair's moment just like John Cena took the Miz's moment. I thought that was a hell of a line. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I, I had A few years ago, I always thought a good way to rehabilitate the Miz, Dolph Ziggler, and Zack Ryder was to have all of them come at John Cena like this. Now, this is well before AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose cut these same kind of promos because all three of those guys worked with John Cena and then immediately saw their careers fall off a cliff. I thought that would have been good because John Cena was beating, like, monsters at the time. He was beating two people at a time. I'm like, what? what where can you go from there? So I thought, ideally, why not three mid-carders? Rehabilitate them, maybe get them back in the mix. I still wouldn't mind seeing Dolph Ziggler hop in on that action because his career I don't think was ever the same. Well, it was shortly after he won the title, but really after that, it was never really the same. Never had that same momentum after maybe four or five months after his program with Cena. Cena gets his mic back on, and Cena says that Miz ripped off Chris Jericho, The Rock, AJ Styles' promos, Ric Flair's figure four and Daniel Bryan's offense. Now, when you approach this, okay, Ric Flair on TV gave the Miz this figure four leg lock. Daniel Bryan and the Miz have had history 
literally from Daniel Bryan's first WWE show. So that makes sense. The AJ Styles thing, yeah, yeah, he pretty much did, except for where John Cena took his spot. Chris Jericho on The Rock? I don't know about that. I mean, maybe The Miz did a little bit on The Real World. Pardon me. Maybe he did a little bit on The Real World, but he didn't, he didn't, like, hasn't traditionally stolen, like, much of The Rock stuff that I've noticed. I mean, maybe I'm missing out on something big, but I don't see it. Chris Jericho, a little bit. Like, there are some similarities, but I guess I just didn't see that. But what was funny is right after that, John Cena used the, you're just a dude pretending to be a dude playing another dude. So after he makes fun of The Miz for ripping off so many people, he rips off a Tropic Thunder line from Robert Downey Jr. How much sense does that make? Hot damn. The way that Cena delivers these, it, it always works, though. And the thing about Cena is, it, it's like the Goldberg thing. Like, Goldberg, he goes out there and says some utter garbage, but, man, he's over. And ultimately, that's what matters, that the crowd reacts, and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt people. But here's the thing. I think this hurt Miz. But Miz is good enough to wear... Even if it does hurt him, he's able to recover. But it's like, damn, in this situation, you need to bring up the Miz. Now, he's done a damn good job at bringing up himself. That's why he's in this spot. He and Maurice did. But when you're trying to show that a guy is on the level, you want to tell everybody, hey, you're not on the level. And he's done this before. He did this against AJ Styles. He told us all that AJ Styles wasn't on the level. Then he beat AJ Styles. Then he told us that he was indeed on the level. After the pay-per-view had been sold, after all the people, oh, here he is. We got Jeff Hawkins in the house, allegedly. I see his little icon. I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see, I don't hear audio. I don't hear anything. There he is. What's up? Hey, sorry for being late. My Google chat is just weird tonight. I don't know what it is. It's okay, guys. Let me know if you all can hear. If you all can hear Jeff, okay, because I'm having it's rather quiet. So I'm talking about this this Miz John Cena segment. I've gotten through Miz's lines. What did you think of what John Cena had to say to the Miz throughout all this? It, this to me, this seemed like another John Cena's got to get the last word thing. And it is eerily similar to the AJ Styles situation where he tells everybody, you're not on the level right before they're having a match. I, I, think, I think you're right in that, but I did like the beginning. It was very Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh, are you finished? Well, allow me to retort. I'm well, gonna, let me tell you, movie you I don't seen. have any idea what yeah. the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I don't have a damn clue what you're talking about. I know, I know, Sean, because you were lazy and you didn't watch Pulp Fiction. Like you your audio is very low, by the way. Is it? Jesus, how's that happen? Yeah, do you have a gain on your mic? Turn that shit up. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I'll lead us through this while, while you solve that. Cena goes to leave, and Maurice stops him. And every time Maurice says something, Cena gives this dismissive smirk that really just annoys the shit out of me. Like this, this, this smirk, like whatever you're saying does not matter. 
that's a little yeah i didn't like that either i didn't like that either um uh, like i said john cena is over so whatever he says is going to get over Maurice slaps him. Nikki Bella comes out, and Cena la- and Cena laughs some more. And Nikki says she's going to break a bitch, which got a big pop from the crowd. The the main event babyface uh, cuss word. That's what that was. Yeah, it sure was. Still got quiet audio from you, but we'll fight through it. You can just talk louder. <laughs> this segment goes over twenty minutes, but John Cena can do that. I thought it was overall it was pretty good stuff, but I would like to not see John Cena make a habit of getting on the mic and shitting on everybody uh, that is trying to get to his level. Oh, no, I, I agree. It, it's the same It's the same promo, just different person. And, and you know what? For all the things he's saying about, well, you're copying this guy, you're copying that guy. I mean, he's he's just basically playing the same role over and over in, the same, in, in just a different scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. We had a two out of three falls match, Becky, Becky Lynch and Mickey James. As if they have they haven't wrestled each other enough lately. We had to give them three falls here. Thought this was a good match. They they can't seem to have a subpar match together. Mickey James early on had scouted the jumping sidekick. I wish this type of thing happened more. Like you, you see these moves happen over and over again. You got to scout them. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody have scouted like all of somebody's signature moves and really really put the screws to them. There was something I liked from JBL and Otunga. Can't believe I'm saying that. But they have a discussion about Mickey James. And they both mention she has been staying active. She hasn't been a champion in a while. But she's in there with a woman who was just women's champion. And they, they ask, they, they're basically saying, can Mickey James at this stage of her career get it done against Becky Lynch on a consistent basis or people on the level of Becky Lynch? I kind of like this talking point because I, I don't think it's unreasonable. We see this in MMA all the time. Like Josh Koscheck just had his first fight in a few years over in Bellator. And he got his ass kicked by a guy who didn't have a big name. Yeah. He's there for a payday. I wouldn't mind talking points like this in the future, like between Otunga and JBL. Like, is she just here to get a check or is she here to compete at the top levels? Maybe even have him reference guys like Jinder Mahal and Curtis Hawkins who – came back, and they weren't on the level. What do you think about, about that aspect of thing, Jeff? Um, I don't know. I, I just really enjoyed this match. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy the, the Alexa Bliss part of it necessarily, but I understand why they did it. It's to, hold, it's to set up this multi-woman match at, uh, at WrestleMania, I think. Um, yeah, I think you're reading a lot more into it than I am in terms of the the UFC corollary. To be honest, no, with I don't think I don't think there is a UFC corollary. I wouldn't mind there being a UFC corollary. Okay, I'm I'm good. This is a real thing that happens. I mean, fighters are jumping to Bellator, and fighters are coming back, and you don't know if they're doing it for a paycheck or you if they're doing it to compete. No, uh, no, I, 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 I like that, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to have Mickey to have some other. Uh, some other motive other than respect. I mean, I like the money aspect of it. I'm going to try something real quick. Uh, vamp. <laughs> okay. I'll carry this. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mickey's the breadwinner in her house right now, unless Magnus gets uh, signed to a new TNA deal. Mickey gets a DDT win in about seven minutes. Five minutes later, Becky Lynch scores a roll-up pin. Mm-hmm. 
Then Alexa Bliss tries to distract Becky, but it backfires, and we get our third pin in about 13 minutes. Uh, what did you think of the match, Jeff? No, I, I really liked this match. How's my audio sounding? Did that? Did what I did? Still work? super quiet. I understand that at all? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Anywho, uh, no, I really liked this match. I thought it was a solid women's match. It's the kind of match we've been waiting for from Becky since she got to the SmackDown roster, and I think Mickey James is the perfect opponent for her to do it. People saying I can't hear Jeff very well. This has to be my computer then. It's your crappy computer. And speaking of crap, I did my backstage crappenings note. We got some nice backstage vignettes from Bruce Harper and or Bruce Harper, Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. We also get this Alexa Bliss thing, and she's forced to shoehorn in a freaking Oscars reference. This is stupid. I mean, she's really good though. Natalia shows up and does this awkwardly good interruption thing. And I don't know what to make of it, but this is what I would make that fake nice character that I keep bringing up that I, that I say Apollo Crews could work, where she's like, yay, dude, good for us. We're great. We're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sure wouldn't mind facing you for that title, though. Yeah, it's one of those. It's, it's the multi-woman build. Damn, they are doing that. I lost your video now, too. No, no, I, I yeah, I, I switched my uh, USB ports to see if that would help, but it didn't. It turned off my camera. Can you still hear me at least? Yeah, this is a train wreck. Yeah, this is. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? People are telling me to eject you, Jeff. Okay. Do what you have to. I'm do. not gonna do that. But but I'm not gonna do that. Mm. Instead, I'll just emasculate you on the program and tell you you're a shell of yourself. Shell of your former self. James Ellsworth. (laughs) What? I I was just going to say, you know, while I was on that plane for four hours, your face reminded me so much of Tom Phillips. uh, Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to eject you, Jeff. People can't hear you. Okay. I'll see what I can You're do. out. Jeff's out of here. It's a shame, guys. Sorry. Sorry. These things happen. It's, it's live programming. Either way, I'll carry it. You know what? I'll do the baby face turn and I'll carry it. I'll put the team on my back and carry Fightful through this show. How about that one? Somebody tells me to call Anna. I think Anna's on set right now somewhere, maybe. I don't know. James Ellsworth and Carmella Trash, Nikki Bella, and John Cena. And you can tell Ellsworth he did not, did not want to uh, speak up to John Cena. But Carmella made him, and Carmella made sure that he specified that they are not boyfriend and girlfriend. He, she did not want that tag put on her. John Cena suggests a mixed tag match for the next week. This is John Cena's first televised mixed tag match since the Trish Stratus match in 2008. Damn. That's been a ways back. John Cena doesn't even do a whole lot of tag matches from the the research that I did. So this is where this was to uh to get them up and going. Pardon me for a second. This was to get them up and going. 
for for WrestleMania. You, you don't want these two working together when they, they may may not have any chemistry. I hope they do the same with with Miz and Maurice. But uh, yeah, they, they got to have Maurice do something in the ring, right? I mean, she's she's like she's got so much rust, I would imagine, and I don't know if Nikki Bella is the one to uh, maybe get her out of that rust, but she she's got to be in the ring. I can't remember the last time Maurice wrestled a match. Maybe she's done like a live event here or there since she came back. But I don't think she has. And uh, Daniel Bryan on Talking Sheet, or not Talking Sheet, uh, I did appear on Talking Sheet this weekend, though. Go check that out at sheetsandwich.com. But uh, he said on Talking Smack that he doesn't think that she's cleared to return. So, yeah, some Felix Acosta says in the chat, I would like for Natty to mention, see, Nikki even has to fight with Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Sorry, just sent in a a message to uh, a possible a possible recruit for this show. We'll see if they show up. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. AJ Styles rejects a handshake from Daniel. Oh wait, we haven't got to that point yet. AJ Styles faces Luke Harper. We started this at 9 p.m. Eastern. I wouldn't have minded if they went a full hour and bumped Ziggler versus Cruz here. We have a lot of people saying they could hear Jeff perfectly fine. The audio was low, guys. Like, you may have been able to if your volume was way, way up, but the audio was low on my end and for a lot of people's end. Let's never speak about it again. This match felt like a really special moment for, for Luke Harper. Like, the whole thing. Like, the his performance... Uh, his performance was top notch, as good as I've seen him since like the the uh, Wyatt versus Shield days. There was some great stuff here. He matched AJ Styles move for move, and uh, I really would have loved if this went that full hour. Just why not? Why not? Did, we didn't need the Ambrose thing. We didn't need the Ziggler Cruz thing. We'll talk about the the Bray Wyatt thing. We'll talk about it. There were a couple of really cool spots out of the gate. There was a Harper drop kick and a Styles Pele kick while Harper lied on the apron. I thought those were really cool. Uh, the offensive arsenal of these two matched up really, really well. Harper was showing what he was made of this, this whole time. And like, like every time that Styles would bust something out, Luke Harper was just... Right there with him. Right there with him. And there were a lot of people who thought that maybe he fell off. He had that injury. He hadn't delivered quite the same way, but he was there tonight. He looked like he belonged tonight. And the crowd treated him like he belonged tonight. I thought that was really awesome, too. Styles gets the pin, but Harper's foot is on the rope. Uh, Shane McMahon restarts the match, but uh, ends up getting taken out by... uh, Harper while he argues with Styles. Styles pops on or pops up, gets the springboard 450 for the win. Sorry about the pauses. I'm I'm in the middle of explaining something to somebody about the technical errors. It's okay. Think y'all think y'all will be happy in a moment. Styles gets a springboard 450 for the win, and backstage he rejects a Daniel Bryan handshake. 
He says that he's going to Bray Wyatt's or that he wanted to attend Bray Wyatt's invocation. Now, we didn't see him there later. I don't know what's going on on Talking Smack uh, here in a little bit, but I'll have somebody uh, send me the information as it happens. This, I mean, I'm sure they're going to clear things up at the very least because they're usually pretty good about that. They weren't that good about the 30-day defense rule, though. By the way, that rule book came out today. I should get it Friday. I will do a podcast on that. I may do a podcast on that for registered members of Fightful.com only, like where I talk about some of the the cool aspects of the book and clear up some of the rules. Uh, I'd say if I do that, it will be for registered Fightful.com members only, and I will never unlist that, like, I will make it available for non-members. Like sometimes, well, always, with the uh, Riddle and Helms podcast, we'll release them to non-members a few days later. I'll probably make that members only. I'll probably start doing that with some po- with a podcast about every week. I'll, I might do an additional podcast just for members. That way, it gives you a little incentive to sign up. We got the forums down right now. I'll give you all a little more incentive to sign up. Dean Ambrose comes out, <laughs> and he's supposed to face Kurt Hawkins. Instead, he just dirty deeds him and grabs Mike. Like, I don't know why he didn't just do the match, but hey, whatever. This was not good. I mean, it, it depends on what version of Ambrose you like. He makes a lot of cutesy little jokes, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. I think it fits him. When he overdoes it, he turns into like a knockoff Deadpool. Like a a PG Deadpool. Hate to use that term, but that's really what it is. He wants to fight Baron Corbin, who pops up on the screen. (laughs) Baron Corbin shows up and and says, You want to fight me? Well, you're not going to fight me right now. And just some terrible, terrible... uh, dialogue whether it was written whether it's his delivery he's got some problems there that he doesn't have on on talking smack and we see the same thing with with, well we saw the same thing a lot with naomi with sasha banks like i don't know what it is they when when lines are written for them they just can't deliver them but then whenever they're asked to go do something organic it works out really well so i this is uh Something that has to be addressed on Baron Corbin's part. It's it is a it is an it's a flaw you can't ignore. I'm trying this. How do I sound? What are you here? I ejected you. Yeah, I know. I came back. Hi. How do, how are you back? Uh, I used the link. I ejected you. Do you I shouldn't s- be able to come back. Do I sound better at least? I don't know. We'll we'll keep you on. Thank you. I've got another potential recruit coming anyway. Oh, Let me know if you guys can hear Jeff. It's like the sixth time I've asked that, guys. Uh, what a day. Give me, give me your bullet point thoughts on SmackDown up until the Ambrose-Corbin situation because that, that's where we're at right now. I liked everything pretty much up until that point. Um, <laughs> I liked the AJ match. The only thing I really thought was kind of dumb was the, uh, the, the end segment. I mean, and you know, and, we'll talk and, about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, overall, I mean, you know, up until, you know, 
Dean Ambrose's wacky fun time stand-up bit and and Baron Corbin's terrible forced as you were going into his forced badassness in his promos, which is beyond bad. What do you think of the cutesy Dean Ambrose stuff? Well, it's a little it's too cute by half. They're they're trying to make him kind of off and, and colorful as opposed to menacing in his in his uh in his um vernacular, so to speak. I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it was a couple of jokes is fine. Everything being a joke is kind of meh to me. What, I mean, it's look after the prop comic Dean stuff, I thought it was kind of a bridge too far. And then now they've kind of kept down the comedy road and, and it really kind of hurts his character, in my opinion, when they decide to then pull the trigger on the badass part of it. What I want to ask you is, did you do this run-in to burn down the house of Fightful? I did. There's a there's a dead Anna Boward in the ground, and I'm going to burn it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. What'd you do? What'd you do? Beat her with a golf club? Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Hit her with you the- have been known to light some people on fire. <laughs> just just Philly cheese steak operators in... in uh, in bad backlot settings on on TV. Most of the people don't know this story. Most of the people don't know that you were on A Thousand Ways to Die and lit a man on fire. Uh, I did not light a man on fire. He technically set himself on fire trying to throw a Molotov cocktail at me. Okay. Okay. Season four, episode one, Enter the Weasel. Look it up on YouTube. It's there. (laughs) What was that accent? I saw you saying that you combined some accents. No, the, the, the director at the time said, try a Philly accent, and I was dead sick on set. So I just tried something to get him off my back. That's all I did. So I talked out of the side of my mouth. That's pretty much what I did. So, so you messed your audio up. You showed up late for a podcast. I didn't show up late for a podcast. The, the computer would not let me you, in for some reason. You showed up late oh. for a podcast, Jeff. Sean Rossap. Then you... You tried to burn down Anna Lena. Uh-huh. You tried to burn down Sister Anna Gale. You're trying to ruin Fightful from the inside, Look, like Randy Orton did to the Wyatt family. I'm just, I'm just upset you didn't put me over on talking sheet like you did everybody else once again. That's a hell of that was a hell of a show. I, I really did. enjoyed that. Yeah, that was. Good. I didn't have time to put you over. I know. I spent an hour on there. Great show, by the way. Uh, SheetSandwich.com, guys, go over there and and check it out. But uh, I'll put you over next time. I would have loved to have been on there for like two or three hours. I would have loved to have pulled the covers on a lot of websites in the biz. So did you already talk AJ and, uh, and Harper then? Yeah, I did. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I liked I liked the ending. I thought it was nice and intriguing, and I I still think they're going Orton and Bray, and that somehow it'll, too. it'll now be McMahon and and AJ. Unfortunately, I was hoping at the time, and then when they did the last sketch, it ruined the intrigue for me. Kind of, I was like, damn it. <laughs> so what happens to Luke? What happens to Luke? I'm hoping Rowan. Um, 
I'm thinking that, or I'm thinking, oh God, what do they do here? I, I don't know what they do, to be honest with you. Do, do they just uh, do they just let you know? Luke Harper probably just does something like he lets Randy go ahead, since they both have similar interests, and they let bygones be bygones. And then yeah, they bring in Rowan because he tweeted a uh, teaser video today. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I would love to see Rowan and Harper against American Alpha. I really would. Hmm. Okay. I think that would be a hell of a match. I think that would be a great display of, of Jason Jordan's strength and Harper's athleticism. I think that, and I think that's a WrestleMania worthy tag team title match. Harper and Rowan, American Alpha. That's about as good as good as you're getting these days. Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought Luke Harper was excellent in that match. By the way, I thought he was just fantastic. I mean, and the fact that the crowd was starting to really get behind him, I think, indicates that they should probably do something with him. Um, you know, I, I think it just depends on what kind of shape Eric Rowan's in when he gets back, and uh, if he's been kind of training on the side. Just so you know, I predicted all this stuff. I predicted that you would try to try to attack Fightful from the inside. The Shake Them Ropes boys. One of them tells me he's in for Monday Night Raw every week. All of a sudden, he's not in for Monday Night Raw every week. Then the SmackDown guy infiltrates things. You were out on the East Coast this weekend doing some scouting. Probably stopped by Kentucky to kind of examine examine the field of play out here. I know what you were doing. Nonsense. I had Bojangles. I had no need to go to Kentucky for chicken. (laughs) How was your trip out East? It was a lot of fun. Um, You know. It was it was a trip. Let's put it that way. It's it's a long trip to North Carolina from Los Angeles. So, uh, but a fun show. Sold out house. We're up against CWF Mid Atlantic. Otherwise, both of us would have gone Damn. to watch that show. <laughs> but uh, no, fun time had by all. I thought we had a sold out house almost. I think in Carborough. So that was cool. Speaking of fun time had by all, an arsonist is set to main event WrestleMania. Yes. The man burned down a... He started a structure fire. I'm trying to now piece together something. Is is Bray mad because he burned the chair or because he burned the body of Sister Abigail, who's already dead anyways, and is still dead if she burns? I guess we'll find out soon, won't we? I, I, Maybe that's the sticking point. My my joke was I, I look forward to Kelly Kelly as zombie sister Abigail. Oh Jesus. <laughs> he, here's the segment, by the way, guys. Bray Wyatt comes out and says some stuff. Randy Orton shows up on the big screen in the Wyatt Lair, the Wyatt compound, says that this isn't his world, and it never was. Uh Orton says that this is where Sister Abigail was laid to rest, indicating that she is dead. Mm-hmm. Has that ever been indicated before? Yes. I didn't know that. In, in the opening vignettes, I believe, even. Okay. Indicated she was dead. And then he burns the damn building down. And this got over big with the crowd. And, and for as corny as it was, hey, it got over. It's the biggest fire has been since Kane burned Jim Ross. Oh, I skipped a chairs match. Dolph Ziggler <laughs> defeated Apollo Crews. Crews is really athletic, but he missed a moonsault off the apron that Morrow incorrectly called an Asai moonsault. Apollo then does hit a moonsault with a chair and uh, an Olympic slam. I think that move fits him very well. Ziggler tried to use his feet on the ropes because why the hell wouldn't he in this match? Mm -hmm. 
and ends up winning it with a drop toe hold to the back of the chair that crushes Apollo's throat. Then he does the old smashing their wiener into the edge of the chair. Oldest trick in the scroll. These guys could have done Okada and Omega move for move and this crowd wouldn't have cared. Well, I mean, why should they care about either one of these two people? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been given no reason to, and now it's in the land of 50-50 booking. I thought they had a good match, though. Yeah, no, it was an enjoyable enough match, but, man, they, they got no response for anything they were doing. Swerve! What's up, you guys? Look who it is. Wow. You tried to burn her, but it didn't happen. Well, I'm sorry, Sister Abigail. Or Anigail. You tried to burn Sister Anigail yep. like Randy Orton in an old abandoned building, and it didn't happen. You show up with your terrible audio, your lateness. I'm yeah, sorry. I was it. sitting there in my Ultimate Warrior t-shirt with no makeup on when I got your text, so come on. Yeah, you guys, you may... Wow, my shit's blurry as hell. Now, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so, you and Jeff... When Jeff lack of faith, started... Lack of faith in me, huh? You, you called in the reinforcement. Yeah! Okay, fine. Yeah! Fine. Well, when the no husband shit. doesn't work out, you go to the wife, and you know. It's true. That's very true. <laughs> Boy, this is this is a crap show. It really is. I promise, guys, if you're watching the Fightful.com podcast for the first time, <laughs> this isn't usually how things go. we got a great array of shows. we got UFC fighters like Elias Theodore, UFC Hall of Famer, Frank Trigg. We have analysts like Robin Black. We have people like Shane Helms, Matt Riddle. All kinds of fancy schmancy names come and hang out with us at Fightful.com. Anna, I want your feelings. How did you feel about that that final segment of SmackDown? <laughs> um, it it made up for last night's Raw. That's one thing I felt. And I don't know. It was just so left to field. And as soon as they started, I think, with the ominous music and the heartbeat when he revealed that he wasn't part of the Wyatts, at first I was like, oh, shit, here we go. But it turned into the highlight of my year so far. Um, it was fantastic. I want to fight you in the streets. Well, you know what? I really enjoy people setting things on fire. So this was <laughs> right off my own heart. Well, really. then you would love Jeff's appearance on this show. No. <laughs> what was set on fire? Pulp, Anna, you've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yes, oh. I have seen Pulp Fiction. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. okay. So <laughs> I saw Pulp Fiction when I was about 10. Sean. We're going we're gonna to talk about this because, guys, like I said, if you all haven't wi- listened to me on Talking Sheet, it's a disaster. It, it was a fun time. Which one of you two scrubs fed them info about me? I think we all did. Oh, Anna did. Oh, I did too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's that nice. I did. Anna did. I think Alex did as well. I think we were all in on it. It this is good. BS. They really, <laughs> they really let me have it for not watching Pulp Fiction. I had a couple days off this weekend, and I did not watch Pulp Fiction. How about that? Okay. Oh, can I say you, you deserve it? I deserve it. Hey, you stole, you stole my Bobby Roode's ass thing. I gave Celia that, and you stole it from her. So I didn't steal any ass thing of Bobby Roode's. Thank you. Uh, we have a question. Somebody says, did SRS not like the ending segment too much for you, SRS? I thought it was incredibly corny and cheesy, but ultimately it doesn't matter what I think. It got over with the crowd. The crowd liked yeah. it. The crowd was chanting for it. The crowd came unglued for it, so it was a successful segment. 
I think you're dead on here. I mean, the crowd really popped for it, so it doesn't really matter what we think of it. I want to know what everybody thinks about Handsome Rusev living the gimmick. <gasps> That's Have you all seen this? Yeah, that Trish um, Stratus mask really did him wonders. He's he's looking great. Have you seen the haircut? Yeah. I'm, let's I'm show in. everybody. Let's show everybody just so they know over at fightful.com. Look at this haircut. That's a, that's a good looking Look man. Look at right this there. haircut. That is a good looking man. I think Rusev, a handsome man. Rusev is an underrated comedic genius in my eyes. <laughs> so, I mean, he oh, yeah. do no wrong for anything. He's going to take whatever they give him and just make it magic. I mean, he's, he's in a tag team with Jinder Mahal of all people, and he's still entertaining. <laughs> Somebody asked if I think Josh Matthews could stay overall. That's a funny one. Also, if there will be a Luke Harper versus Shane match, no, it'll be. I think it'll be AJ versus Shane. I think AJ, or Shane will pull the match with with AJ. He'll say no, you can't. Sorry, you'll get your title shot down the line, and AJ will be pissed. Yeah. Well, what was that that he implied tonight when he was talking to Daniel Bryan? He implied that he was going to go to an invocation. That was really it. But right? what happened? Like, where was he? He wasn't. That's the weird thing. Did he get burnt down? Yeah, but it was Jeff's fault. No, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> I, I think for me the disconnect was the fact that they put the Randy announcing he's taking the match at WrestleMania thing right after the AJ Luke Harper thing, which made it – I mean, I think they needed to spread that out a little bit. They need to get AJ out of that picture real quick and Luke Harper and then have Randy Orton announce he's taking the match at WrestleMania because now it leaves this other story kind of in limbo. And it's a secondary story that I don't know that we care as much about it. Who's better, Josh Matthews or JBL? Uh, JBL, and it's not even close. How about you all? A lot of, a lot of talent being purged from TNA. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be one of them. No, and JBL is much better. And a lot of people calling for Josh Matthews' job. Guys, uh, unless they find somebody to do like nine jobs, he's probably sticking around because he does a lot of work for them. A lot of work for them. They seem happy. If they lose, if they lose Josh Matthews and Jeremy Borash, oh boy. They're, they're going to be replacing people. It'll cost them a lot to replace them in my opinion. I want to talk to you all about the Hardy brothers and Drew Galloway. Okay. Jeff, what do you think first off happened with Drew Galloway? He seems fine doing his little indie things, but, and, and as Alex said, he seems happy doing that, but you know what? If he really wanted to do that, he would have quit his job a couple of years ago. He wouldn't have had to have been fired to do that. And honestly, had he quit his job, he would have been a hotter commodity as we've seen like with guys who have quit their job in WWE, as opposed to guys who are fired, I think now that Where do you think he goes? I think now that TNA no longer controls his independent bookings, he doubles down on the bigger indies, the PWGs of the world, so to speak. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if the WWE comes back calling. I really wouldn't. I mentioned last night on the podcast, you want to talk about a built-in storyline, especially in NXT? A guy who was Vince McMahon's televised chosen one. And he's either Back for vengeance or back to kiss Vince's ass? Yeah. One or the other. 
I'm cool with either. Anna, the Hardys. Have you seen Rebby's tweets? Yeah, I saw them last night. I, I don't dream. I think I must have been half asleep when I saw that they were leaving and I had a dream that they went straight to WWE. And I like to think that that was a premonition. Um, but I... Yeah, premonition? Like, premonition. What is going to happen with broken Matt Hardy? Do a TNA try to claim that? Are okay. they actually going to get that? I wanted to save this for one of the subscriber shows. I had a, like an hour-long conversation with Matt last year. Like I sent him a text out of nowhere that was like, dude, I thought that contract signing was hilarious. And Matt called me and talked to me about this gimmick for an hour. Mm. For an hour, just him excited about it. was mainly him talking and me sitting there like, you're doing that, you're doing that, you're doing that. <laughs> like he laid out the whole thing. Like he had the thing dre- dreamed up, planned ready to go, said, we did this, this is how we did it. It was his brainchild, and Jeremy Borash helped make that happen with, with his talent. If TNA – like, and I'm sure that he's got some sort of footage of him doing it on his own, honestly, because he, he is that way. He's very good about that. But if they try – I think it would do them a lot worse, a lot more harm than good if they tried to keep him from doing this gimmick. Because you want to talk about building some bad will with fans. If you deny this guy, who was the only reason a lot of people watch their show, a gimmick that everybody knows that he created, oh, that's going to be some bad will. Not only that, Matt Hardy could have went through the end of this year with the big money Matt gimmick and done just fine with it. He could have done just fine. He wouldn't have been what he is now, but... Damn. Kyler says, and then he dissed you in the DMs. Yeah, that was completely unplanned, guys. I don't don't think that they're headed back to the WWE unless it's – I mean, unless it's for the money um, because I don't think they can bring – it's not that they can't bring these characters to the WWE. They'd be fine in the WWE. They don't – I mean, this is – all these segments are written by these two and Jeremy Borash for the most part. I don't think Vince would give up that kind of creative to them to script their own angles and programs. And I don't think the writers at the WWE would necessarily handle them correctly too. They, they would lose a lot of what makes it special. I would see them going more to an ROH and getting a deal kind of like the bucks have in terms of being able to work indies as well. Cause I don't think they want to work the road four nights a week. I, I don't think they want to be have that travel schedule. I, I don't see them going back to WWE necessarily immediately. Do you? If Cody Rhodes can swing the type of deal he has, there is no reason why Matt and Jeff Hardy cannot swing the type of deal he has. Exactly. I mean, I mean, they got in, they have infinitely more pull. I mean, you know, what's uh, not- bad right now is is this announcement if it's true that Maria Kanellis and and and, mm. uh, and Mike Bennett are gone. <sighs> Yeah. From TNA, yeah. because where are they going to go? They've kind of burned their bridges with ROH. They, I mean, Mike and Maria were only kind of over because Maria could shake her ass in New Japan, and 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 Maria has heat with the Bellas in WWE. Last I checked, and I'm well, sure the Bellas does, Bellas might sure. be on their way out though, so that care. might be. A, but I mean, and well, let's take a look at that too. Mickey James is on the roster right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm not sure so, WWE was ever interested in Mike Bennett either. I think they were just interested. In they Mike shouldn't. Bennett. They shouldn't be. 
Well, just think though, it'd be a three-way. Mike Bennett, even though he's blocked me on Twitter for some reason, even though I've never. Well, that's that's nice. They they already have Tino Sabatelli, so that they're (laughs) they're all set there. It could be a three-way though between Carmela Ellsworth, Cena, Nikki, and Maria, Mike. Oh God, are you mad at us? Me? Why would you even float that idea? That's Anna and I are the fourth fourth team in there. Oh, geez. Someone also suggested to me on Twitter, I'm sorry, I can't remember who, uh, the handler right now, I'll try to find it. Um, Harambe jumps in on that, and then I suggested I would either be his partner or Luke Harper. Um, I think they should just keep building on this whole endeavor, honestly. But just, just all sorts of mixed couple wrestling, is that what you want now in the WWE? That's what I've always wanted, just mixed because couples. I want to be in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's- yeah. How how's are you still filming? By the way, oh yeah, I was on set till uh, three this morning. It's not as bad as five thirty the other morning, but I'm still going. It's good. I saw that. I also saw you trash talk a wax statue of Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. He's a fantastic asshole. That guy. <clears throat> That's why it was fun. Uh, we were filming. Jeff, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, it's a quick anecdote. We were filming at this house that I swear to God was haunted, and we found the passport from 1956 and all this kind of stuff. And then all weekend, I could not stop talking like a bogan, which I don't know if you guys know what that is. No. But it's like our version of a hick. And so I was convinced that I was possessed by the soul of a hick from that house. And then that's why the video of us wearing that Johnny Depp happened because, yeah, anyway, that was that. In that event, I am very familiar with what that is. Yep. So Jeff had a successful show this weekend. Anna has had successful days on set. I sat on my ass this weekend. You know what I did this weekend, guys? Actually, you know what? That's a success in my book, Sean Ross. Yeah, (laughs) you sit on your ass and do nothing all weekend. That's a successful weekend for people who are workaholics like most of us. I went to Lexington in search of the perfect fried chicken, to be honest with you. That's what I did this weekend. How'd that go? Horribly. If you want me to be completely honest, it went horribly. It was terrible. Because I got off the plane and went directly to Bojangles, and, and I know what love is now. So, <laughs> Listen, guys, if you're in the Cincinnati or Indianapolis area, go to a place called The Eagle. I was recommended there by a friend, and it was phenomenal. Uh, by the way, guys, if, if you like Anna, if you think she's wonderful, if you think she's funny, she's even funnier on Most Ridiculous, which drops every week. Uh, we have a sidebar on Fightful.com with a widget that has her – videos in it or her her most recent video go check that out share it do the right thing do the right thing because with just one click per day one click per day you can send a poor dirt all over the face covered australian girl back to america just one feed the kids i think i think alex and i are gonna have to get like a pasty white guy uh, video thing going. Pasty white guy video thing going. Oh, yeah, sure. I think there are too many of those right now out on the internet, to be honest. I'm getting a little color, you guys. I'm not pasty anymore. The sun's been out lately. It's kind of nice. You got that Tom Phillips thing going, like I said. Oh, I got a lot of Tom <laughs> Phillips things on, going. On, you don't watch yourself, buddy. Hours, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, 
if you're on a plane for four hours, things are going to pop up. Don't sext. It's very easy. (laughs) Don't sext people. But it wasn't even, it wasn't even a giving kind of sext. It was like a, it's just really the most unromantic and not that sexting is incredibly romantic, but it's just like, no, I'm not going to go. Okay. Well, listen, I've, I've, we'll talk about this. We cover SmackDown. We always cover SmackDown in about 30, 40 minutes. It's not a big deal. SmackDown's usually a good show. There you go. We're done. SmackDown's a good show. Then we have some fun. I didn't write a story about the Tom Phillips thing. And uh, to be honest, I told Alex, his dick is not our business. Now, if WWE suspends him, then it is our business. Also, if it's Hulk Hogan's dick, it absolutely is our business. Uh, If you're over, it's our business. But the best part of it was Charlie Caruso and, and Nia Jax getting in on the action. Yes, yes. They they kind of ribbed him a little bit. Nia Jax said, okay, so here's what happened. He sends this girl an Instagram message saying, now I'm on a plane for four hours with a massive erection. She supposedly sent a picture of herself with a low-cut top, whatever. Who gives a shit? If he said that truly unprovoked, oh, also he said, I want to face fuck you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, kids. If he said that truly unprovoked, creepy dick move. And is that what's considered romantic these days by the kids? No. <laughs> that's that's what was the most confusing thing to me about this. We're it's living in a like, tender age, you guys. It's, it's... Well, I had a conversation with Les Moore over Twitter about this, and he on on the podcast with you used like an intimate romantic kind of wording for it and i was like yeah that's more that's more giving that's more loving and more as opposed to i'm going to i'd like to make love to your face is that better or worse (laughs) romantically embrace your face with my (laughs) penis well normally i'd be concerned normally i'd be concerned about our sponsors on this show but I I I know a little bit of something. I have a little bit of exclusive information. The reason why Tom Phillips was stuck on a plane for four hours with an erection is because he had just taken on it T plus. And if you want your flagpole at full salute, as <laughs> head over to fightful.com and click that on it banner. You get that T plus and bam, you guys. A bam. Oh, no. <laughs> Jimmy, I am so, so sorry for everything that has happened tonight and it won't happen again. Well, listen, this is your fault. I know. You all have broken me. It's broken Sean Ross Sap. Head over to onit.com, via fightful.com, get your alpha brain, get your T+, get your shroom tech if you need that energy, alpha brain for that focus, new mood if you need to, to get that sleep cycle fixed after your podcast co-host just craps your career away <laughs> just ruins the website that you're working on for months and all these hours hey yeah okay so here here's some more into this situation oh my god the woman that he targeted messaged don't know if targeted is the right thing posts it and says if my friends wouldn't have told me that this high profile WWE announcer was engaged, I would never know. I feel so bad for his fiance. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. 
What's she talking about? Okay, that is an attention-seeking incident is what that is. Because if you're, you're, first off, you're making sure everybody who doesn't know knows that he is a high-profile announcer. Plus tagging him, just, plus tagging WWE Universe and everyone in the post. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't have just said, this D-bag. Then she says, I feel terrible for his fiance, who is finding out at the same time as millions of other people. It ain't that hard to track people down on social media. Uh, hey, you know what? If he sent it to her, it's out there. No problem with her leaking the thing. Sure, that's her right. But it's very transparent. Jeff, of all the times this has happened to you, has it ever happened like this? Oh, every time. <laughs> hey, I've never leaked anything you've sent me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Has anything he's ever sent you <laughs> leaked? Oh, jeez. Really, fool? Uh, well, anyway, well, we're off the rails. Let, let, we're off the rails. Guys, I'm verified on Twitter. I'm supposed to maintain some semblance of professionalism, let's, and it's out the window this. now. Let's follow this up with the most awesome part in that, in that Charlie Caruso posted a photo of herself on Instagram, and Nia Jax responded, you're so hot, I'd like to FF you. And Charlie Caruso says, name the date and time. Ah, that was just great. Uh, man. This is, this is the world we live in. I've been nothing uh-huh. but a gentleman to Anna, for the record. Mm, just pay the child support in time and we'll be good. That baby isn't mine and you can't prove it. Oh, man. Just because he looks like Braun Harambe Strowman doesn't mean anything. I think he looks like both the revival. Maybe maybe right. Tom Phillips can run this into a gimmick and be like the drill that humps your grill. <laughs> or something on SmackDown. I'm surprised they didn't take him off of SmackDown this week. I really am. Just for a week. Just to mm. cool, until it cools down. But I guess maybe Vince hasn't heard about it. I mean yeah. it's not it's not in the same territory. <laughs> Corey thought it was hilarious. Probably. It's not in the same territory as the Seth Rollins one. At least we didn't see that. Here's a little bit of a different situation there. Those were straight up hacked and leaked. Mm. Straight up. And there, there have been numerous WWE superstars who have had their photos leaked while under contract. Numerous wrestlers. And, I mean, you can't. You can't punish somebody for that. I mean, he's hasn't he been through enough? <laughs> hasn't he been through enough? Oh man, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. People are calling this the uh, best podcast we've ever done. Don't know if I agree with that one. How in the hell does that happen? <laughs> My pay period just ended. This could be it, guys. That was this a good run. Be, it was a good run. Fightful.com. Head over there, register, get early access to podcasts, articles, all kinds of cool stuff. Our forums are coming back soon. We have some visual changes. I'm not going to pin this podcast on my Twitter. No, I'm not. Oh, man. Guys, uh, we have so many podcasts. I'm filling in for Showdown Joe on the MMA side next week. Oh, boy. Between yesterday and next Friday, I have 18 podcasts. 18 podcasts. So this is potentially not the biggest train wreck this week. <laughs> True. True. Okay. 
Guys, send us some feedback on, on the Twitter machine. Let us know what you want to see from Fightful.com. If you don't go to Fightful.com for your wrestling news, your MMA news, tell us what we can do to get you to come to Fightful.com for your wrestling and MMA news. We want to know. We're here for you. Send us tweets. Send us any type of feedback. We love interacting with you. Somebody says, why doesn't Fightful review NXT? Because I ain't doing an hour sh- an hour long show to cover 40 minutes worth of material. <clears throat> uh, if something substantial, <clears throat> are you doing it, Anna? Or what? Yeah, Anna. Yeah, yeah. Anna yeah sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> sure, sis. Sure, okay. I'm okay. super excited to fire both of you. <laughs> super excited. The uh, you know Anna Bowers winning a sheedy this year. You know she's <laughs> getting one. You know they're gonna create a best female video segment parody of the year award just for you. You're a ringer. No, you're I'm like sure. when they off. You're like when they offered Moose a tough enough deal. <laughs> you know what, Sean? I'm coming after your award. It's on. Oh shit, yo. You're, you're coming after the Best News Aggregator Award? Yeah. That's what you're coming after? I'm coming after the Sean Ross Sapp Award. What the hell's the Sean Ross Sapp Award? Well, it's Sean Ross Sapp, but one that's cool and has actually seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> we got Rob McCarran telling us to wrap this up, so I guess, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah, because I got to do a show with Rob after this. So, uh... That's what he's doing. He's on here snooping. And it'll actually work as opposed to this one, which didn't. Guys, I want to thank you so much, so much for sticking around. I truly appreciate all of our readers and viewers. Uh, If you all want the audio version, we have it up on iTunes, Stitcher, and direct download uh, shortly after. Guys, thank you all so much. We're out. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.